can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Before we begin today's episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. And I'm Matthew Tankard, co-host. Hey, Hannah. And I'm Matthew. <laughs> I just imagine doing it like that. <laughs> So, Matthew, you have started using retinol. It's true. Yep. I actually emailed our producer, Kiara, and said, can you organize retinol for Matthew to try? And she was like, already done, already set it out. <laughs> yeah. Now, I want to know which retinol did she send you? Well, I started using this one because I actually got a message from Keisha, who also helps with the uh, editing of Beauty IQ. I think she heard it on... Season two of Skincare School. Mm-hmm. It's the La Roche-Posay Retinol B3 Serum. Nice. So I'm pretty sure it's really good for people just starting out with retinol. You'll be able to talk to it much more. I can talk about my personal experience that's also like not educated whatsoever. <laughs> but actually, when you're using retinol, how often are you supposed to do it? So you would want to start probably twice a week and then you kind of slowly build yourself up. But let's have a look at what this one is Oh, this is for sensitive skin. So you you probably that's probably why it's good for you having never used retinol. Yeah. It's got instant release and gradual release active ingredients and it's been formulated for sensitive skin in mind. That's really all it says. It's got a lot of five-star reviews. So people obviously really like it. Vitamin B3, that is what is that also known as? You've got to guess. Don't Google. Okay, uh, niacinamide? Yes, good work, good work. (laughs) Well, okay, so here's my thing with it is when I'm starting like a new habit or like, yeah, wanting to actively commit to something, Mm -hmm. it's hard for me if I can't do it every day. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, as it, it's so much easier if I'm, like, yeah, and getting really excited for it and excited to see the results of doing it every single day. But I've heard from just so many people that's not what you're supposed to do with retinol. <laughs> no. Are you using it every day at the moment? No. No, I'm doing it every second day, but it, maybe that's still a bit too hectic. No, I think that, it, that because this one's for sensitive skin, it should be okay. How are you finding it? Yeah, it's great. And it smells really nice, too. I, I lo- you're like, no change. Like, have you noticed <laughs> any change? Well, I mean, it's going to take a bit, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? Like after I put it on, I do look in the mirror and I go, wow, I'm looking great. (laughs) I I don't think it's done any. I'm not sure if it works. Well, no, I think it does because you start to feel kind of sensitive. Like you should start to feel, it says here, after one week, skin appears smoothed, nourished and soft. And then after four weeks, skin is firmer and wrinkles look visibly reduced. After eight weeks, you'll see this is based on their... I guess their studies, 19% reduction of fine lines. So we'll have to check back after eight weeks. Not that you have fine lines yet, do you? I reckon I probably do. I just think this Google Meet isn't HD enough for you to see. No, it's definitely not. I can't really (laughs) see any lines. And so the other thing that you have gotten, I don't know whether you heard it on this podcast, is the water flosser. No, are you into the water flosser? Oh, my God, yes. We did like a whole segment on it. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I'm brand new to it because, as we talked about on previous episodes, it'd been years and years and years and years since I last went to the <laughs> dentist, and I was thinking, you know, I just don't floss enough. I'm just not doing it. Uh, I do it sometimes, but not enough. Yeah. So I need the big guns. <laughs> I need something that I can just use quickly. It's like no mess. I can use it in the shower. I got it yesterday and I'm already obsessed with it. It's one of those things, again, where I'm just so excited to use it constantly to like add it to my routine, like use it morning and night. I have to get back on it. I've been really lazy with it. I'm the same. I just don't do it every day and I bought it and I spent like $100 or $200. They're spenny. They're not. They yeah. are. Maybe it was 200 <laughs> yeah. and I'm not really oh, wow. using it. But is yours? corded no it's not oh, so you can use it in the shower it's just the problem is that i have to warm this is the thing you have to warm the water up to fill it up because i can't use the cold water because it's so sensitive mm. so you know there's still like a step i'm just <laughs> <laughs> there's still like a step it's not as easy as i thought it would be so i do have to get back on that that's so funny yeah they need to just remove all potential barriers they need to have like a warmer yes it needs to have a warmer it needs to warm the water up so i can just put cold water in and then in two minutes it's warmed up to lukewarm i mean they can do that we've got kettles they've got the technology (laughs) totally i feel like that might be a water hazard though if you have a like a stove (laughs) in the shower (laughs) anyway What is on today's episode? So on today's episode, we're talking with Dr. Catherine Armour about how jewellery affects the skin. Then we're going through, I made a post on the Beauty IQ Facebook group about, you know, issues that your partner might have with getting into skincare. So we're answering their questions and the products we didn't know we needed. So today, dermatologist Dr. Catherine Armour from Bespoke Skin Technology joins us to talk about jewellery and how it can affect the skin. You can find her on Instagram at Dr. Catherine Armour, which we'll put in the episode notes. Welcome to Beauty IQ. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) So let's start with what causes the skin to turn green when wearing certain types of jewellery. Oh, this is a really fun question. It brings out my inner science nerd. So it's actually a chemical reaction occurring between certain metals in your jewellery and in the skin. And it's actually an oxidation process that occurs within the metals when you combine certain metals and jewellery with the skin. It's most likely to occur if certain factors are present. So that's sweat, moisturizers, sunscreens, or even perfumes in certain body sites, of course, that might be present on the skin at the time. And it is believed that there's probably a slight genetic component in terms of how acidic your skin may or may not be or the chemical composition of your skin, because it does seem to be more common in some people than others, even if they're wearing the same jewelry. It's happened to me a few times, and I've always been concerned that something really, really bad is happening (laughs) if I've got green skin from wearing. I mean, is it literally just like a cosmetic thing? It just looks different or is there an actual issue happening there? (laughs) No, it is just a cosmetic issue. It's not going to cause your health any harm. You get this sort of, it's called chelation, sort of a binding of the metal ions. And we can talk about which metals in particular are the culprits, but just these metal ions and they just leach into the superficial layers of the skin because you can actually remove the color yeah uh, if you want to yeah okay well yeah let's get into that are there any specific metals or materials that are most likely to cause skin discoloration 
Absolutely. So the commonest culprit is copper, which can be used quite often in costume jewellery or other jewellery, sometimes in watches, just on its own. But it's often also mixed in with other metals in jewellery. And then after that, and I've certainly experienced this myself, nickel is often mixed in with other metals. So that will do the same thing. Brass, which, you know, has historically been used quite a lot for bracelets and big chunky bangles. That's actually a mixture of several different metals, including copper and nickel. So brass will quite often leave that that greeny tint on the area where you're wearing the jewellery. And then there's been this common misconception that it's sort of cheap, nasty jewellery that is responsible Mm. for causing the problems. But that's actually not necessarily the case because you can sometimes see the green discoloration on the skin if you're wearing gold or silver jewellery of really high quality. And the reason for that is when you buy something made of gold or silver, it is very, very rarely made exclusively of gold or silver. And that's because as metals, they're too soft. They can't be, it's really hard to have a robust piece of jewellery that's just gold or just silver. They'll often have copper or nickel, just even in tiny amounts mixed in with them to harden the metal. So sometimes you'll even see that with, you know, quite an expensive piece of jewellery. And I actually looked this up because I was interested. One of my rings is platinum purely because I bash my jewellery around. I sort of mountain bike and do all sorts of things that are not very nice to your jewellery. And so my husband thought, oh, she won't ruin something platinum. But platinum can sometimes have copper in it too. So there you go. It can happen with all pretty much most of the commonly used metals in jewellery. I definitely remember though I bought these really cheap maybe $10 rings online. I saw them on an Instagram ad. There was my first mistake. I just saw this random and I swear that was two rings. My full both fingers were green, like completely green and they had to go in the bin. But I do find I have like now I've swapped to like I have a couple of gold rings and I don't get the green. Is gold and silver going to be better though? Definitely, because I suppose the copper or the nickel that's mixed in will be relatively dilute compared to those more expensive metals. So I think it's just if you find it's a problem, probably avoiding wearing them when you're sweating a lot or or making sure that you don't get sunscreen or hand moisturiser or whatever locked under your rings. Those sorts of things will make it more likely to happen. So is there any way to remove the green staining safely from the skin? Fortunately, yes. Yeah. (laughs) So most standard makeup removers, like a micellar water, for instance, with a good rub, will get the green off. And if that's not doing the trick, then like a rubbing alcohol or, you know, like an alcohol type wipe that you can buy at the chemist, they should, an alcohol wipe definitely will get the colour off. So are there any other common skin reactions that individuals may experience when wearing certain types of jewellery? Absolutely. And I think earrings or with ear piercings are a big one, actually. So you might see an irritant or an allergic contact dermatitis. Actually, more often it'll be an allergic contact dermatitis because often you've got that open area of skin while Mm. it's healing. Yeah. And so your body can get, and nickel is a really common, what we call contact allergen. So cause of allergic contact dermatitis. So there's a lot of people who can only wear pure silver or gold on the studs of their earrings or they'll break out in a red itchy nasty rash infection obviously with earrings if you do what I do and not wear earrings for many months at a time and then you decide you're going to shove them in and and you've got to break through that (laughs) 
<laughs> the little healed hole. That's oh, that's happened to me many times. Yeah, when I got mine first, I, it was like a home job. Like I hadn't had them pierced before, and my friend was just using his old home job, old earring where he put an oh, apple no. on one side and just like <gasps> pushed it through. And my god, did it just ruin my <laughs> like it made it so puffed up and big. Yeah, it's so painful. Oh, Matt. <laughs> That's no. not good. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, the other thing that you'll often see with the earrings is in people who are prone to keloid formation, you know, big, annoying, lumpy scars that can form on either side of the part of the ear that you've had pierced. It's usually the ear that we're talking about. So they, you know, we can obviously treat those, but they're not much fun and they're cosmetically not very attractive. But I think rings, uh, as a dermatologist, rings are are the most common place that we see problems from jewellery. Again, allergic contact dermatitis. I mean, you can actually get, we do see people testing positive on patch testing occasionally to gold or silver, but more commonly it's copper or nickel that's in the rings. And that's because often having moisture under the rings will make it more likely because then the chemical can leach into your skin more and set off your immune system and cause an allergic reaction. But the commonest problem Problem with rings is actually just irritant contact dermatitis. So that's the trapping particularly of water and soap under the ring. I think we're all guilty, I know I am, of you know being in a hurry, not drying your hands as thoroughly as you should, and then there's some water or some hand soap trapped under the ring. And over time, I mean, I see it several times a week in the rooms Yeah, people come in with, you know, red scaly itchy skin under their rings. So that's fairly easily remedied with drying your hands properly and using a really good nourishing hand moisturizer, taking your rings off to do that. So if people have got sensitive skin, are there certain materials or metals that they should be opting for both like earrings or if they're getting their ears pierced and then also things like rings, bracelets, necklaces? I've seen people, I think, with that necklace irritation line. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. So there's a couple of things you can do. Look, I think it is fair to say that really high quality gold and silver will be far less likely. It's not possible, but it's improbable that they'll get an allergic reaction to high quality gold and silver, sort of high carrots. But if you have a piece of really fun costume jewellery or any other jewellery that you particularly love and want to wear, you can actually get your jeweller to do something called rhodium plating. And that sort of creates a coating on the jewellery, which is like another layer between the jewellery and the skin. And I'm embarrassed to say, I'm not sure how expensive that is, but I wouldn't have thought it would be hugely costly. Something that works quite well for watches, because you know how sometimes you see people just with a rash under their watch, even coating the back of the watch face with clear nail polish will often, obviously making sure it's dried properly, but that'll often prevent the problems from under the watch, excepting that nail polish can also cause contact dermatitis, but it's (laughs) it's not very common. (laughs) It's common actually on the eyelids, but from touching your eyes when you wear nail polish, but on the wrist, the skin's a bit more robust, so it's not that common. That's really good advice. If there's something you don't want to part ways with, there actually is something you can do about it. Ah, oh, well, thanks so much for coming on again, Dr. Catherine Armour. Thank you very much for having me. It's always fun. Dr. Catherine Armour is a medical-based medical and cosmetic dermatologist, plus the founder of Bespoke Skin Technology. You can follow Dr. Catherine on Instagram at Dr. Catherine Armour or find her at drcatherinearmour.com.au. All right, so Hannah, you know, despite 
me probably not having the amount of skincare knowledge I probably should have at this point with the amount of time I've spent with Adore Beauty and Beauty IQ. <laughs> I certainly have more than the average, let's say, stereotypical partner that just doesn't think they need to get into it. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to be of a bit of value here. We made a post to the Beauty IQ Facebook group pretty much asking, well, what are the reasons that your partner has for not getting into skincare? I know just like years gone past, I would think of my girlfriend using skincare and I would just think, well, I guess I don't need to use it. Like, I guess my skin's different. I guess because I don't use makeup, I don't need to do anything to, like, you know, fix it, which is incorrect. And I'm sure there's lots of similar ones here. So I'm going to read out some of their responses. And do you want to give them the pep talk they need? Yes. And I've got, like, product recommendations because I would say people that aren't into skincare don't want to spend, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a new skincare routine. So I've got some, like, really nice affordable skincare that I really like and then also – I've got my boyfriend and then my sister's husband. So I know guys and I've seen the evolution, particularly with my boyfriend, from no skincare to actually a really good skincare routine. So let's get into it. Okay. So we have a message here from Alicia. So her question is, just how to get him on board. What is the best way to motivate him? I've finally been able to get my hubby to use SPF every day. So I'm taking that as a huge win. But now I want him to actually use some good products. So you've started with the easiest. So you've got him to use SPF every day. It's probably actually not the easiest, but it's obviously he's got some motivation to get into it. So I would just do easy, easy steps first. So I would start with like a cleanser that's in a this sounds really basic, but in a pump bottle, because you just don't want to create that barrier of like opening the top of a cleanser bottle. Cause I think that is just an extra step that they might not do. So I would get like a pump cleanser where they just pump it onto their hands in the shower and then they wash their face in the shower. Let's just start there. Yeah. Like the barrier that you have with the water pick that it's a little bit too cold. Totally. (laughs) It's just too cold. I just, I don't want to wait for the water to warm up. So I would actually do CeraVe and people love their cleansers. They're a really good price point, affordable. And then there's also like a different cleanser for different skin types. So like one of the cleansers that I use, it's like the blemish control cleanser. So if they've got breakouts, if they've got dry skin, they've got cleansers for, you know, normal dry. And they're also, it's a really nice pump that you can just put in the shower and just tell them that is there for you to wash your face. Just do it in the shower. And it just looks the same as like a body wash pump as well. So I think it'd be easier for them to like connect the dots in the head of being like, okay, that's for the body. This one's for the face. Because I think once a day cleansing, that's good. Like that's good for them to just at least cleanse once a day, to especially yeah. just to get the sunscreen off. The next is just do one serum and choose a serum that's not irritating. So I would choose something that's hydrating and then maybe like a niacinamide because I find niacinamide for my skin, it works wonders and you really like see the difference. So I actually started my boyfriend on a hyaluronic acid serum and then he loved like it was SkinCeuticals, but he loved it. And so that was kind of like the gateway drug to other serums. So I would go for the Viviology HA and Niacinamide because you've got the hyaluronic acid, you've got the Niacinamide, they're going to notice some results. It's not super active. It's not irritating. So I would just start with that serum. If they can do it once a day, twice a day, great. Yeah, I back that. Oh, that's your PWDKWN. That's the one I've done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Because 
when I've fallen off the wagon and haven't been able to keep up like a proper skincare routine, that is still something that I would stick to because you can immediately see the results. It's a nice serum. So they can basically just let that dry in the morning and then put on like a hydrating SPF, which would double up as their moisturizer. Yeah, I would sort of choose an SPF as well that's hydrating. So that's their kind of moisturizer. Just start there. And that's only an extra two products on top of the SPF and then go from there. All right, great. Next one is from Sandy. Sandy says, my man thinks soap in the shower is fine. Uh, Face palm emoji. (laughs) He also thinks I'm a witch with all my potions. (laughs) He has a moisturizer, but he doesn't like it. Won't use anything I have as it's for girls. (laughs) Then he realizes he needs it. But next day, whoop, the memory is gone and a square one again. I have a, like, to add on top of this, not to call out any particular brands, but there's definitely one I'm thinking of. Do you think the gimmicks work in terms of marketing to men to make it look way more tough? Yeah. Like, it's the exact same product, but it, you know, just... It looks like a gun or it looks yeah. like a beer or whatever. <laughs> like I have this here. I said I want to discuss this for girls comment. So my boyfriend really likes a lot of grown alchemist. He loves their moisturizer because it's got like black unisex packaging. Yeah. So for some reason he gravitates towards it's like a night cream <laughs> that's in a black tub. And I think it's like a really beautiful moisturizer, but he just like gravitates towards it because it's, black so i don't know like he just like tough it's like a tough but it's actually really like luxe and really nice and then the other one was my brother-in-law who wouldn't use any skincare i had a lab series serum which is a men's skincare brand and he actually used that it must be a psychological thing like i don't know what it is i think it is eddie and i i know lab series was a big one for him and i first getting into it i think I don't know. Lab series kind of looks like you'd find it in like a barber shop or something. So maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the other skincare line, if they really will not use skincare like at all, that's not that's not a man skincare routine. Okay, it's not stocked at Adore Beauty, but if you follow me on Instagram, you know that VB, <laughs> the beer brand, have a skincare line. They have sheet masks, beer sheet masks. So that could be a gimmicky thing and you could just do the sheet mask, see how they feel. But anyway, that would be a funny present. Like VB have, I think they have a cleanser. It's all in the colors. I mean, yeah, it looks like VB. That would be a good gateway as well if that was enough to get them in. (laughs) I love that he has a moisturizer but doesn't like it. Well, (laughs) I feel like I don't know whether he doesn't like it because it's for girls or he doesn't like it because he doesn't like that moisturizer. So... I think we've got to get them out of the mindset that these products are for girls. They're not. Yeah. And there are, I mean, the real ones cost like a billion dollars to like get like a a skin scan to see what your face is going to look like in 40 years. But just use like one of those TikTok or Instagram filters that are like the UV light ones that show kind of what your face will look like when it's older or just really shows all of your wrinkles. Maybe that'll make it a bit more clear as to, hey, this is what's going on. But even another brand that looks quite, those French pharmacy brands like La Roche-Posay kind of looks I feel like a bit medical even, like it has that kind of medical look about it. And their stuff's really easy to use. Like the little pump moisturizers are very like inoffensive, just really easy packaging to use. It's very small. You're right. They look super clinical. Pretty much everything I use now is essentially La Roche. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could make something up like this is the doctor gave this to me for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. We have another one here from Danny. Mm -hmm. So how to get him to use SPF every day, brackets, not just at the beach, when it stings his eyes because his application can be best described as woman splashing water on her face in a Neutrogena (laughs) ad. I know that application. So one of the reasons, because I've seen my boyfriend do this, is that if he's got like a beard, I think that that's sometimes really like they start putting it on and it's like they're trying to rub it into their facial hair. Mm. This is something that Nick likes is SPFs with a serum tech. So, like, it really gets into the beard and so it's not, like, trying to rub something in. So, you'd be looking for, like, more of a fluid sunscreen. So, Ultraviolet have a sunscreen called Fave Fluid and then La Roche-Posay have one called Anthelios. So, those both have more of a fluid texture to them. That's one tip if they've got, like, a beard and they're finding it hard to get the sunscreen, like, in there. The next would be an SPF that feels like a moisturizer. So, like, you could just be like, this is your new moisturizer and it's got SPF in it because those SPFs that feel like moisturizers are actually, like, they're kind of easy to use because they give you that kind of, like, hydrating feel. I think when you think of sunscreens at the beach – you think of, you know, the ones that taste like sunscreen. Do you know what I mean? The ones that, that they have such a particular smell that remind you of like childhood. Yes, totally. Yeah. That's not the – so one that doubles as a moisturiser is ultraviolet supreme screen. So that one's for like that's a hydrating sunscreen. And then the last point, which you kind of mentioned before, was show them – okay, so look up Google truck driver severe sun damage And show him that photo because like kind of all over news articles, there was a truck driver who had like his half his face in the sun in the truck. So you can have a look at what sun damage actually does to the other side of his face. So one side is smooth and the other side is like incredibly damaged, sun damage. So I would actually, that's like probably one of the scarier facts about sun damage that you can then show your boyfriend and say this, this is, is you <laughs> this will be you in 50 years yeah like the unevenness you can really see so those would be my spf tips and just get him to close his eyes when he's putting it on <laughs> like, he's stinging his eyes <laughs> or take him through like a little like application you know this is how you apply your sunscreen it doesn't have to be aggressive like you don't have to hit yourself in the face to get it all in there you can gently rub it in and you know once you start to get one foot in you keep going further and further in like i wouldn't have seen myself as type of person to you know what i'm looking at now getting like the thing that keeps up like your hair like your fringe yeah because when i'm applying because that's the most annoying thing for when i'm putting like creams on my headband you mean (laughs) yeah headband yeah yeah. headband (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to wear a headband and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah, that's yeah, the annoying yeah, yeah. thing for me. Like, it always just gets in my hair. So, just to give you, like, a visual, Matthew's just pushed his man fringe man up. Fringe. So, he looks like a mad scientist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we have another one from Tanya. Has a shower in the morning, so won't wash his face or apply skincare before bed. So, do you reckon he's washing his face in the morning, though? Yeah. Other than Yeah, just it sounds like in, in the morning he's doing something in the shower. So... 
I would do a micellar water beside the bed, easy. And that's probably the easiest way to at least get some of that sort of dirt and grime off from the days to do a micellar water. So you can get this one from Biogerm and that's really easy with a pump and you just use like the cotton rounds next to the bed and then you just pump and then they can just do like a swipe over the face just to get all that kind of dirt and grime off. Like that would be bare minimum. And sometimes I do that if I can't be bothered, if I'm tired. And then what you could also put beside the bed is a night cream with retinol. Like that would probably be enough. They just do a quick swipe and then they can put like a night cream on. And because it's already got active ingredients in it, that will kind of double up. Like this is if they won't use anything else. So Murad have a Murad Retinol Youth Renewal Night Cream. It Cosmetics also has one. It's called Hello Results Retinol Cream. And then the other one, if you're feeling a little bit bougier, which is such a good night cream, like I love this night cream, it's Beauté Pacific Super Booster Night Cream. So those are kind of my three. The Murad one is kind of good for like introduction because their retinols are really good for like anyone. Anyone can use them and I find that I don't get irritation. But that Beauté Pacific one's a step up and really, really nice night cream. So That would be my tip for someone that will not wash their face and will not put skincare on before bed. (laughs) So, does that mean, do you have like a bed bin for like the little pad or the cotton rounds for the micellar water? Yeah, I just put them beside the bed and then put them in the bin the next day. But yeah, Yeah. you could put a little bin beside the bed. Or you could even use one of those washable ones, do it and then leave it and then put it in the dirty wash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I'm just trying to think of like literally any step that's going to stop people because you and I both know if there's one extra step, it's going to stop them. Okay, so we've got one from Talia here. My husband is a tradie, respect, so is exposed to the elements every day. He uses a cleanser when I remind him, an SPF and moisturizer. I think this is really good so far. Really good. (laughs) But I'd like him to start using some sort of antioxidant serum. She's got the right idea she's building him up. I feel like he's already there. (laughs) Like, he will take that on. The problem is he has sensitive slash dermatitis prone skin and is super reactive to a lot of products. Any recommendations? So, I haven't used this product but I was looking at what are the best-selling vitamin C antioxidant serums for sensitive skin. I love SkinCeuticals, everything that they – I know that this is probably a different kind of price point. It is the SkinCeuticals Phytocorrective Gel. It's one of our best-selling serums. It's 109 so actually not because you think of – SkinCeuticals and you think of their vitamin Cs, which are, most people know, 200 and something. So Mm. this one's all right. It's optimal for sensitive or problematic skin. It's light, oil-free, and it's a gel. It contains botanical extracts with anti-inflammatory and antiseptic properties to help soothe and calm irritated skin. This is why I chose it. It also contains natural alternatives to hydroquinone, which is a skin lightening ingredient and other chemical skin lighteners to help diminish the appearance of brown spots and promote a clear, fresh-looking complexion, ideal as a treatment for rosacea. So this one is for that sensitive, reactive skin, but it also has got this alternative to hydroquinone, natural alternative to those chemical skin lighteners. If he's exposed to the elements every day, I'm assuming that you're wanting to treat that sun damage. So That would be my recommendation. The other one was La Roche-Posay Redermic Pure Vitamin C 10 Serum. So that's designed for sensitive skin. I don't know if that's going to be reactive with his skin, but 
I mean, you could give it a go and then if it's not working, you could take that one and use it for yourself. So those are the two sensitive vitamin Cs that I would recommend. Okay, so we have a comment here from Shalini. My boyfriend does not cleanse or use SPF, but believes his routine works just fine for him. For example, he likes to pop his pimples and then rubs isocol straight onto it. Surely that can't be good for his skin. I use isocol to like, that's my cleaning alcohol. If you don't know, that's like an alcohol spray that you can like clean (laughs) stuff with. What, like your sink or something? (laughs) No, 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 no. You use it, say, I want to like clean your earring. It's a... What is it? Icicle. Let me just look it up so I can. I'm not explaining this very well. It's rubbing alcohol. So it kills germs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what the good thing is about that is it seems like he's really into the idea of using like really active products. Yes. Like he wants to use something that's going to yes. be like hella yes. intense. So it seems like his interests will align perfectly with like really getting into skincare. But what do you reckon, Anna? So I wouldn't personally use rubbing alcohol on pimples because if you dry the skin out too much, it will strip the skin of like the natural sebum it needs and it'll remove the natural protections that help the skin heal. So I wouldn't use that. I think there was some people on the Facebook group that were like, oh, he, you know, that'll help to like it's an antibacterial. Yes, that's all true. But the problem is if you dry the skin out too much, as I have done in the past, you know, when you were like really young and you would just like put so much on your skin and then you'd break out even more because you're damaging the barrier of your skin so more bacteria can get in. It's not good for the skin to strip it that much. So I think the CeraVe, if he's got breakout prone skin, I have been using this, the CeraVe Blemish Control Gel. It's at a really good price. It reduces the appearance of breakouts overnight. I've used it. It's really gentle. So you can actually use it pretty much every day. So if he's got like oily breakouts prone skin, he can use this for me. I get it around my chin and my neck. So you can just put this serum on and that should help to like reduce the appearance of pimples and sort of reduce the number of breakouts. So I would try to go for something a bit more gentle. The other option would be to get a salicylic acid, the ordinary do a salicylic acid. So that would be used to kind of spot treat areas of the skin that he's got breakouts. But no, I wouldn't use rubbing alcohol on no. my skin. <laughs> no, no. But again, get him something intense. Get him like a, you know, and use it carefully, but get like a strong retinol or something just to like satiate his desire to use something you know powerful strong okay great so we have another one here from maddie my partner gets dry eczema prone skin sometimes and i reckon using a body moisturizer would help but he only wants to moisturize his face (sighs) thoughts i get that because i'm so bad at moisturizing my body it's just such an extra step it's so annoying the moisturizer that's really if he's got like I'm assuming really dry body skin that's, again, pump bottle. And this is what I do. So I know I'm talking about CeraVe so much, but I think it's such a good price point for people that aren't into skincare. Yeah. CeraVe Daily Moisturizing Lotion. So 475 mils is $23. It lasts ages. It's for dry to very dry skin. Mm. So it's got ceramides, which is really good for really dry skin. And so I like leave it next to the TV And then you kind of just like when you're watching TV, you know, I start moisturizing my legs and my arms. Okay. So 
I would just put that and say, this is, you know, or, or maybe you can do it for him. <laughs> That's an idea. <laughs> like a sensual yeah. massage. I don't know. <laughs> that's an idea. I would leave it somewhere that's like when they're kind of watching TV yeah. and it's really easy to use because mm. otherwise you don't really think to use it. I'm the same. I mean, I got to admit, I don't think to. Even if you just do the arms in front of the TV, yeah. arms and just to start, you know, moisturizing one part or the chest, like that's what I would do. Yeah, for sure. The producer of this podcast, Kiara, her fiance, Ben, has a question. What is the best moisturizer to use for oily skin that won't make my skin feel more oily? I get that question. Yeah, I would use a gel or something like not something heavy, like not a heavy moisturizer. So my sister's husband, he wouldn't use moisturizer, didn't like the feel of it. We've heard this already from other people that they just don't like their moisturizers. And he actually loves the Aspect Sheer Hydration. He actually asked me to get him another one. It's probably on the more expensive side. And I mean, if that's the only thing that they'll use, it's $89. I think that if they won't use anything else, then it's worth it. It's a lightweight, oil-free moisturizer, but it's also super hydrating and it's got antioxidant benefits. It's kind of the oily skin sister Mm. of Phytostat, which is Mm. Joanna's favorite moisturizer. Yeah, I feel like I don't really have oily skin, but I get... The idea of like moisturizer is the one that if you're new to skincare is going to make you feel like, oh, there's something on my face right now. So I get that. I get that. Okay. Amy has a question. My husband thinks every moisturizer or skincare product burns. I know he's being dramatic, but any sensitive products to get him on board? (laughs) Yes. I would say there's two that... So when my skin's really sensitized or it's burning and every skincare product's making it burn, there's two products that I turn to. Probably the most talked about brands that I've talked about on this segment is firstly the La Roche-Posay Telerion. They've got like a cream and a lotion. You could not possibly burn with that. Like it's just not possible for your skin to burn. And the other one is the CeraVe Facial Moisturizing Lotion. And both of these well-priced, CeraVe especially. And you just couldn't, your skin couldn't burn. Like even when I've had like overdone retinol, my skin is so sensitive It just doesn't burn. It really soothes. So those are my two. I would go for either of those moisturizers and hopefully, you know, there's no burning sensation. Well, something else would have to be going on. If there's burning from them, I like, I don't know what to say. Like, I've just, I just don't know. Yeah. He must work in like a nuclear power plant or something like that. (laughs) Like something's going on. Okay, cool. So wrapping up, what do we think? What are the general takeaways here? So the most common question was really how to get the partner into skincare in the first place. So these are the products that I would get for your partner. First, CeraVe cleanser. Choose a cleanser for his skin type. Number two, Viviology HA and Niacinamide. It's a good, a nice all-rounder serum. Niacinamide works wonders on my skin, even if I'm not using any other actives. Ultraviolet Supreme Screen because that is a moisturizing SPF. And then I would go for a night cream because you've got your Supreme Screen as your day moisturizer and then a night cream, something thicker, something hopefully with additional active ingredients, night creams usually do. And hopefully four products is it, that's it. And hopefully that will kind of like get the ball rolling. So that's my main takeaway for partners trying to get into skincare. Great. And that's pumped me up as well, to be honest. I think I I needed a bit of that. 
product we didn't know we needed episode 200 edition so we would be remiss to not have megan co-host of bride to be and social media manager at adore beauty megan hi thank you for joining us i'm back (laughs) everyone's probably sick of me by now no no after you came on last time we had incredible reviews people said we need megan get megan back thanks mateo i really appreciate that megan what do you have for us today my pwd kwn is i actually started using this in the lead up to my wedding Mm -hmm. but when i actually researched it to talk about it on this podcast i realized it had all these ingredients that i had no idea were in it (laughs) Which could have been a disaster. So it's the Aven Hyaluron Active B3 Intense Cream. Love it. So good. So it's actually got retinol in it, which I had no idea I was putting on my skin. Niacinamide 2%, which is good for skin texture and strengthening the barrier. Hyaluronic acid as well. So it's really a beautiful cocktail of all those juicy little ingredients. But the thing that I love about it is it's still quite light. So when you put it on, it's not feeling like you've got this big blanket on your face when you're going to bed. But it's also got like a, I don't know, I guess like a glowy, peachy, not a tint because it doesn't actually deposit any color onto your face, but it has like a glow to it. So even if you're having like a no makeup night and you just pop it on, you look like you've got like an illuminator or something on your skin. So yeah, I'm obsessed with it. And I will definitely be repurchasing this one. That was a great PWD KWN by Megan. I will now throw to you, Hannah. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> All right. So I bought this on sale. I actually bought this on a door. It's the most interesting yeah. product I think I've ever used. It's the Joe Loves Log Fires candle. Mm. I bought the 2.2 kilo candle oh my god i saw that on your stories it's on sale at the moment i don't know whether it'll stay on sale or whether that will sell out but there's also the regular sized candle the 2.2 is massive Mm. massive and then the regular size is more like a regular candle and that one's not on sale so run is this 2.2 kilos the one i bought was 2.2 kilos but there's 185 (laughs) grams i'm looking it up now to try and get an image of this it's massive It's huge. Massive. Photos don't do it justice. (laughs) I like big candles. So this one, as the name suggests, log fires, it legit – so I went to Dalesford with my family and you know – for over Easter and you know the smell when you burn a fire and it's got that Mm. smell. Okay, it smells like that. It's so weird. (sighs) It really does smell like a fire is going on Mm. in the apartment. Perfect Mm. for winter. It says the notes are wood fire. (laughs) cedar oil (laughs) black leather there's one other thing that i'm not going to try and pronounce but you can go check it on the website so the normal candle has a burn time of 37.5 hours but but i wonder what the 2.2 is have you got the 2.2 up matthew yeah what does it say burn hours the joe loves luxury candles have a burn time of approximately 200 hours okay Yeah, wow. That's a long time. But I did want to say, because someone messaged me when I posted it on Instagram and said, does this smell like, because it's got other notes in there Mm. and they're like, does it really Mm. actually smell? And I was like, 100%. One of the reviews, she said, imagine sitting in front of a fire and the smoky wood smell filling the room. Yeah, there's nothing like it. It's so original. Oh, I reckon Joey would like that because he loves camping. Yeah, camping. (laughs) It's a camping candle. I don't love camping, but <laughs> yeah, maybe it would make him feel like he's there, but in the home. Well, thank you for joining <laughs> us, Megan. Anytime. Hopefully you come on sometime soon. Yep. 
See you guys. <laughs> So we were chatting earlier in our cringy about jewellery and about jewellery irritation, and I have a little hot tip for people that get irritation from the cheaper kind of metals that you might get. So I don't – like silver's obviously really affordable, so silver's are really good, but if you don't wear silver, your only kind of other option is gold, and gold is really expensive. So I've been on a mission for the past couple of years to find – like more affordable gold jewelry because I don't like, I just think buying gold plated sometimes is more expensive than buying gold. Like as in, if you use my little tip. So I go to this, it's called Chapel Street Pawn Brokers, shout out. (laughs) (laughs) I go there and I basically spend an hour looking at every single gold ring, trying them on, asking for the prices. And the other day I've got like three gold rings. One of them was a hundred dollars and which is for gold is actually really like, that's, great. that's really good. So it's a th- like a, one of those thumb rings in gold. And if I had got that as new or, mm. and it looks really nice gold rings, they don't tarnish or anything. So that would have been, you know, three times the price if I had bought that brand brand new. So the other thing is you can go to like, there's like Leonard Joel, do like an auction online. You can, my mum's gotten like a hundred dollar for a gold ring. Like you can end up getting really good deals secondhand. Also really good. Cause like someone else's trash can be your treasure mm. recycling. Totally. <laughs> Especially at a pawn brokers. Yeah. At a pawn brokers, people are going there when they need cash quick. <laughs> well, I don't know. This one's like a jewelry shop. That's how I see it. The Chapel Street pawn broker yeah. is like it's all jewellery. It's got like so much amazing, really nice gold stuff. I've got this ring that is so cool that I like found, you know, going through all the jewellery. It's really cool. And then everyone always comments on it and I'm like, it's one of a kind and it's going to last forever because it's gold. Yeah. Yep. I'm all for the secondhand jewellery, the secondhand gold jewellery. Yeah, great. I know that's super interesting for you as a jewelry connoisseur. Hey, I'm wearing a necklace. Check me out. <laughs> Are you? Silver. Oh, nice. A little ditty. Yeah. Nice. No gold. Okay. Now, something else I wanted to ask you. Did you see JLo's 54th birthday? You know we love JLo on the potty. We do love JLo, yeah. So I've put a little link in there for you if you want to go have a look. But JLo recently turned 54. I'm 34. And I'm exhausted watching her at her birthday party. So she got on the table and was like twerking and like, you know, when you do like a squat and then you bounce. Yeah, I'm watching it now. (laughs) (laughs) So she like, is that twerking? Like, this is how old I feel. So you like, you squat right to the ground and then you bounce and dance. Uh, It's getting there. Hold on. She's still just table dancing. What's that? She's the only one dancing on the table and all her friends are sitting there watching her. It's a little bit awkward, but. It is a little bit. I awkward. think it was for the content. That's my <laughs> guess is that she did that for the for the content. She looks amazing. And I think she's not wearing a bra and a backless dress. And I don't know how she's bouncing around. Like I'd be holding my boobs going, <laughs> oh, my God, this is just too much. Yeah, I think that's twerking. Yeah, so I'm 20 years younger than her and I am like so tired just watching it. Like how is she still – She's amazing. That's amazing. Wait, why can't I see Ben? Yeah, I don't know that he was. He wasn't on. Where's he at? I love all the comments. People just love her. People like talk to her like they know her. I know. And there's like a billion comments. 
Or people just being like, happy birthday, yeah. J-Lo. Happy birthday, Jen. Like people like, happy birthday, Jen, wishing you many more years to come like they know her. <laughs> happy birthday, Queen J-Lo. That's so funny. Do you ever leave comments on Never. To celebs? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. See ya. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.